Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Inter Miami Show. My name is Brandon Griffin, and I'll be one of your hosts along on this journey. And I'll be joined with my boy Mike. Say what's oh, up everybody. to the audience, man. Yeah, well, first show, I'm going to cut you off a few times till we figure this out. But what's up, everybody? I'm Mike. I am super excited to be joining you tonight. Um, yeah, let's let's see. light some fires, kick some tires. Let's get this on the road. Hell yeah! Um, for those of you listening on audio. You know, you can find us wherever you find your normal podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it may be. Um, also, no, we post in video. Uh, this will be live on YouTube um, because most of you don't know. Uh, follow us on socials at Inner Miami Show um, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. So you never miss an episode. Subscribe, hit the bell, and, you know, we're going to aim to be bringing you coverage of all the big news, all the games, things like that, and try and bring our own unique perspective uh, to to the uh, Inner Miami podcasting universe. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, super excited to get this going. I'm super excited to bring this to, to all of our listeners. Uh, we This one, we're recording on our own. We're going to record a couple of these on our own, figure out exactly how to do this, and then we'll put these live. I'm really looking forward to getting some fan interaction as part of this. Taking Q and A on on live, bring people on live as we can too. So, one of our big spin is we really want fan interaction, um, and we really want to do this from from uh, a fan's perspective. Uh, Branta and I are both day one fans. I'm following the team since before there was a team, and we're just super excited to do this from fans. Look, we're definitely not trained as as professional sportscasters, but we really want to say like, hey, we're fans no. of this team. What do we want to see? What don't we want to see? Where are we going to go with this? Yeah, so you're you're here for episode one. You're you're buckled in, and hopefully you'll be here at episode a thousand <laughs> as we keep this train moving. But you know, the f- <clears throat> first headline we're going to hop right into, uh, and I'll let Mike take the lead on this. Is the biggest news this week is uh, our boy Kamal Miller has been traded from Inter Miami. Mike, what are the details? Well, well, first let me just say this. This hit me out of the blue. I, I did not see this coming. If you had asked me, you know, a week ago, who do I guarantee is on the team next year? Kamal Miller is anchoring our defense, but he's going over to Portland. He's reuniting with Phil Neville. Uh, we got six hundred twenty-five k in GAM for him, or Garber bucks, as they're sometimes known. I kind of want to roll back the clock a little bit too. So he actually came to us less than a year ago, uh, April twelfth, twenty twenty-three. It was announced. We parted ways with Bryce Duke and Ariel Lassiter. Uh, we received, in return, uh, $1.3 million in GAM, and now we're getting our 625 k in GAM. So that total deal now comes out to about $2 million in GAM. Uh, also included as part of this trade from last week was an international roster slot. And just kind of looking at kind of what they've gone for recently, so Columbus Crew acquired two international roster slots from Seattle Sounders. Uh, they got 325 k in uh, GAM for those. So I figure it's about a buck fifty, hundred seventy five for international roster slots brings this uh this trade up to about eight hundred K in GAM for Kamal Miller. Uh I'm gonna start with I don't really know how to take this. So Kamal really was our most solid person on defense in our back line. Uh he made thirty five appearances in all competitions. Uh he's he was a rock. I mean he wasn't perfect, but this was the I believe the twenty twenty two MLS Defender of the Year. You weren't going to find much better than this in MLS today. That being said, uh, let's get right into tactics. We know that Tata wants to run a high line. He really wants to press, press, press. I think we're all expecting some version of a three-five-two next year. Uh, and these guys in our center backs are going to be playing well beyond midfield. So Kamal was not the fastest guy in the field. Uh, I, I think looking at this now, it kind of starts to make sense. But I, I don't know, Rand. What do you think? Like it, it just—it just doesn't seem like what we were expecting. No, um, you know, right off the bat, I was shocked when it happened. I was pretty upset um, because I, you know, Kamal Miller. You know, for anybody who's been around the team um, and been at games, like he's always really engaged with the fans, um, taking pictures, uh, signing stuff. Like really good dude. And so seeing him go is is sad. I'm glad to see him reunite with Phil. Um, I think 
He played, I think he was better under in, in Phil's system than he was with Tata. Um, I think a lot of his job uh, when Tata came in was cleaning up because we did not have the center backs with pace that we needed to run Tata's system. And I think a lot of people took him covering for others as he was not good. And I don't think that was fair. Um, I think he was probably our best center back last year. Um, you know, he covered a lot of space. He was quick on his feet, but you know, when you sit back and you analyze the trade, like you can't build a contender without giving away pieces and Kamal Miller was a piece we could get some money for within the league. We could get that much needed international roster spot. And if anything's been proven by this team is we're really not building with MLS experience. They're trying to go outside the league and find younger guys and, and guys that are proven in other leagues who maybe could contribute a little bit more um, and maybe be sold on in the future. And right now, you know, we're also looking at guys who are willing to take a discount to play with Messi. And we'll see what we turn that 620K in GAM in, into. I mean, you know, rumor is it's going to be for Suarez's contract, which is fine because um, you're definitely upgrading there. But it's a big hole, and I don't know how we fill it right now. Um, you know, I haven't heard very many rumors about guys that we're linked to. And, you know, we'll get into the LGP news in a little bit. But, um, yeah, uh, it, it all depends on how on what we do with it and what we do to to improve that position. Because now it was an area where I didn't think we really needed to add pieces. And now I think we definitely need um, at least one, if not two center backs. Yeah, I mean, a lot to a lot to unpack there. Um... And don't want to forget before we get off Kamal, I got a great story about Kamal just being an awesome man, man guy. But uh, a couple of things to start out with is absolutely agree that he was he was that rock. He was the one that was cleaning up the mess. Um, you know, obviously Tata wants pace. I think one thing you really are going to see about this is Sergey Kristoff has to be being shot. Um, Sergey was slower than Kamal. Sergey's another international spot, and I have I forget if I saw on Twitter or where I saw it, but. I did see some rumors that, you know, uh, Kamal's international slot, that's going straight to Suarez, was my understanding. Like, that's where they wanted that, that extra one for Yeah, the one that I, I think it was Suarez. either the roster spot or the GAM or both going to his his yeah. acquisition. But I got to imagine Sergey's next. He, he has to be, you know, I had, I had a, it's funny, I had a pretty good list of people I was expecting to, to see shopped, and I don't know if we'll get a chance to cover that this show or this show too, but. I didn't have Kamal on there. I didn't have Sergey on there. But now that Kamal's gone, I think Sergey's gone next. Um, I, you know, I've seen a lot of people now linking us to Miles Robinson. Uh, I, I see this because he's a very pacey center back. Um, the other one up, name I'll throw out here is uh, Noah Allen. Uh, Noah Allen did play center back occasionally last season. I think he's very pacey. If anyone's seen him play, he's a very fast yeah. guy. Now that we have both Negri and Alba on the roster, we don't really need a third center back, a third left back. I could honestly see Noah becoming a permanent left center back. I, I'd be very surprised if we don't see that in some of the preseason games, unless there's more roster moves. Though I do think Noah's pretty safe on our roster. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Noah goes anywhere. Um, and I would love to see him slot into a position like that because I want to see him get more playing time this year. Um, with Alba coming in, you know, we were all concerned about what his his role with the team would look like. So anything that gets Noah Allen on the field, in my opinion, is a great move. Um, you know, we've we've also got center backs like, you know, we've got like McVay, uh, who unfortunately we never really saw with Tata. So I don't think um, I don't think he fits the mold. But he's a, he's another center back who's pacey. Um, who, when he was our left back, not last season, season before, was cleaning up a lot of messes. Uh, so maybe he slots in there. Um, but, you know, it'll be yeah, interesting to see how that builds out. Huh? No, name Ian Frey. We got Ian Frey back, obviously. That's true. Injury last year. Uh, he was playing center back, and I think he was playing a CDM at some point. Center midfield, I believe. Yeah, remember. he was in, um, I think it was preseason he was playing CDM. Um, so I could see him getting a lot more playing time. Like this could be good for the new guys. Uh, I think it's it's honestly we're speculating. That's kind of what we do. But there's a lot of speculation <laughs> here because we just don't know what the next roster move is. Um, right. But I kind of go circle back is like Sergey to me. Yeah, he's he was a great another great great fan favorite. Really 
you know, when we were playing a lower line with uh, with Neville, mm-hmm. I think Sergey played great as we started barring him to make these huge runs. He just couldn't do it. And so I think yeah. kind of to what you are saying earlier, he, he looked like he was making mistakes because he was being put in a place where he had to make mistakes. He, he just wasn't able to not yeah. it. But I think he's he, he can't be long for this team, which is too bad. Very nice guy. No. <clears throat> really nice guy. And honestly, um, before Tata came, he was the rock. Like, he's a solid defender. He's no nonsense. Like, he he saved us in a lot of situations. So, you know, I, I just want to see him go someplace where he can succeed, really, is what it's all about. Because he, he was a great servant for this team. Uh, great with the fans. and. You know, uh, yeah, I just don't think in Tata's system he he looks good or or handles it well. No, and I, I can definitely see him staying in MLS. I know there's a lot of talk that he came here to be in America. Uh, you know, honestly, if, if uh, uh, Timbers have the money, you know, going to Portland could make sense because again, we yeah. with Neville. I think it is interesting. Uh, you know, we picked up going back to tomorrow, picked him up on April twelfth. Neville was only a coach for two more months. And if you look at the time when we picked him up, if you kind of cross-link it with where the roster, where the, the standings were, that was in the middle of our first big losing streak. So clearly it was, mm-hmm. this was when Phil wasn't quite on the exit yet. It wasn't, we didn't have the SGs kind of calling for his exit. So clearly he was brought <laughs> in to be that rock. Neville had a, probably a say in that pickup. And it, it's interesting he didn't bring it with him. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm okay with this. You know, kind of finishing the thought from the beginning. I'm okay with this trade. I would have liked to have seen, I think, a little more money. Uh, it, if you look at, you know, we got 625 plus 1.3. It just feels like Kamal being MLS Defender of the Year should add some more money. I think Lewis Morgan... Well, the problem, though, is he wasn't MLS Defender of the Year with us. It's one year removed under an, under a bad system. Like, I don't know. It feels like we could have gotten a little, you know, little more out of it. Well, I think that international spot is... Is decent pickup, and maybe we could have gotten a little more, especially because he he did just sign a contract extension. So yeah. you're probably right; there probably should have been a little more value there. But it could also be a situation where we just needed to guarantee that we'd have the money in the international spot for for Suarez, and we just that's what we had to do. And, and you have to recognize also MLS defenders are historically undervalued. You know, a good example. Yeah. Is, I mentioned Miles Robinson earlier. He's leaving Atlanta because they won't make him a DP. You know, historically, you have no goalie DPs, very few defender DPs. It's all in the attacking, just because of the salary cap and the restrictions. Um, so I think that's probably a little bit as well. And I think you called it too. The teams know we need international roster spots. They know we need GAM. Yeah. They know like they we're it's not our market. Like it's everyone else's market when be competing with us in most cases. So. Yeah. And you know, when you know somebody needs something, you're going to you're going to be the one who gets the best deal and that's what happened. So, all the best to Kamal at uh at Timbers. Um you know, I hope that fan base embraces him because he's a good dude and and, and deserves and that, I want, support. I just had to tell a story. So, last game of the season, all the players are walking around doing autographs and I was dying for a Yedlin autograph like I just wanted. I'm a huge <laughs> Well, covers eventually. I, I'm a huge Edlin guy. I think he's brought so much culture to this team, and I really want the autograph. And Yedlin, his family, they weren't really doing the autograph stuff. But Kamal Miller was doing all that stuff, and I yelled to Kamal, I'm like, hey, Kamal, can you bring Yedlin my jersey and get signed? Kamal took a random fan's off jersey, brought it to Yedlin, had him Yedlin sign it on Kamal's chest, and then brought it back to me. It was just like, that's the kind of guy Kamal was. So beyond being, I think, just an yeah. important part of our defense last year and a huge part of our, our least tough run he was a good guy too so i do wish him all the best at portland i hope i that's a portland's a place where the fans can really embrace you and i think he's going to be really yeah over there you know we didn't mention that he's actually had three stops he's only been in the league since 2019 he's actually had three stops already montreal he started with orlando city then went to montreal to miami i hope that portland's the place he finds home and that he's there for multiple seasons and he really gets the place to embrace it and i think portland's on an upswing i think they will do well under phil they're going to make some runs in the playoffs. And it's hopefully a place where, where Kamal can really succeed. Yeah, that would be great. Um, man, I forgot he was with Orlando City. Now I like him a little a bit less. <laughs> yeah, we left there quick, so he was smart. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, um, you know, kind of talking about center backs, I mean, we have to talk about the LGP news um, that broke today. Uh, LGP will be staying at River Plate. So um, I think they they made the uh, transfer payment of 300 k today. Um, and, you know, we also got one point, I think it was 1.8 million in the, um, as the loan fee for his loan to have him over there. So, um, good business there. Um, if you guys don't know who LGP is, he led the team in red cards and yellow cards is for his time here. Um, you know, he was no nonsense center back who, who, you know, he just was aggressive and, you know, seems to have found his place at River Plate. I don't think he's got the same problems that he had here, but, um, yeah, um, wish him well as well. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta say, after the Kamal news, this was another surprise for me. Um, only because LGP played under Tata at Atlanta, he was there in 2018 when they won the championship. That's true, I didn't He's, think about he, that. He is- he is a AC defender. He is a red card magnet. He was guaranteed to start a game. You know, whether it was yellows or reds, he was guaranteed it. But I could have seen him playing on this team. Like, it felt like he was going to get to come back. You know, we remember, we saw him play in the preseason last year when River came. Like, it just felt like he wasn't gone forever. Uh, yeah. 300K is good money. So just so everyone knows, I had to look this up earlier. Uh, you can spend up a uh, sign up to under $50,000 of transfer fees to make use as GAM, so this is more GAM for us. Uh, mm-hmm. our, now, to think about, we're probably going to spend more GAM on a new defender than you know what we're spending in LGP, so like it doesn't feel like the trade-offs there, but I definitely did think that, especially losing Kamal, there's not a lot of their names there. Here's here's a guy that we know Tata knows, and we've seen Tata go back to the players he knows regularly. I really thought he was coming back, but again, just another surprise. There's a lot cooking back there, and oh. I, I don't I don't personally see what's going on yet, but it's clearly they're they're aiming <clears throat> towards things. Well, that and so like I don't think we really had any control in this situation at this point anyway, because that option was already built into his loan. So the only way he was coming back was if River Plate said no, we don't want him at this price. And if they've already paid one point eight million dollars for the loan fee, they were probably going to pick up that option. So had we known or had Tata been the coach at the time LGP was here, maybe that clause doesn't get put in and maybe he stays here. Um, but I, I don't think there was any, I don't think we had any choice in that other than uh, to say, well, we, well, you know, we have the best, we have the best way to break these rules. Not, it's not a rule to force the contracts <laughs> in our favor. You want, cause all we have to say is, Hey, River, do you want to play Messi in 2025 on a, uh, an international friendly type game or not like a club friendly yeah. type game? You know, you come play us and let us keep LGP, and it'll work. Like there is, I if we want, honestly, we I honestly don't think River fans want to see Messi. <laughs> Maybe some of them, but I'm pretty sure that uh, they're not they're not flocking to to come and see him. But I could be wrong. I mean, every, every as far as I can tell, everyone wants to see Messi. No matter, even if you hate him, you still want to see him. Yeah. Oh, maybe they want to see us be or see them, you know, see LGP take him out or something in the friendly. <laughs> but, you know, um, I guess we'll move right into our next big topic, which is Luis Suarez is on the team. Um, you know, he's expected to take up a, t- a TAM deal. Um, as you guys will know, and you can probably see by the wall behind me, I am a massive Liverpool fan and as well as a inner Miami fan. So uh, I was split on the Luis Suarez news. Um, I don't love the person, but I love the player. Um, he brought me a lot of great memories while playing for Liverpool. And so getting to see him in person is, is going to be incredible. Uh, I can check that off my list. I never thought I'd see him play live. And now I get to, and if you know me and were around when I was, you know, covering the messy, uh, announcement stuff, uh, you know, I am probably, I am a lot more excited about Suarez than I was messy just because of that personal connection. But, um, you know, he, in, uh, Grimeo, he was, he had 27 goals, 17 assists, uh, 54 appearances in all competitions last, uh, last year. And, you know, he played uh, 
almost 4,700 minutes um, in the Brazilian league, which is, is great. Um, especially when you consider a lot of people are knocking him because uh, of his knee issues and knee injuries and that are pretty well documented. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I think they've been exaggerated trying to get him here earlier to play with Messi. Um, but I, I love the move. I think Suarez comes in and he's a top five striker in the league right away. Um, he's a guy that I hope can teach Campana can work with him and help him develop even further as a striker because again, you can tell I love Campana, (laughs) one of my favorite players on the team. And I'd love nothing more for him to just develop that killer instinct that Suarez has. Um, Mike, what do what are your thoughts on Suarez? I know you, you kind of like me varied. So, so let's start with, if you had asked me before, Last week, my number one issue was our attack. I actually didn't think we had any help in defense. Let's put all of our money on attacking. I was initially hesitant as far as the deal. I had bought into the knee injuries quite a bit. Once I kind of got back to the, the data of 54 appearances, 27 goals, I started getting pretty excited. You know, we need a strong attacking you know presence. I do not think we have it right now. Uh, if anyone knows me, follows my Twitter, I am not sold on Kapana. I, I think he went be regressed again this year. I don't think we have any type of real attack up front. In fact, current before Suarez, I'd make a strong argument our best attacker is Robbie Robinson when he was healthy. And I know that probably makes you a little nauseous for me to say, Brand, but I, I really didn't think Robbie was better. I think Suarez changes it. I think Suarez is going to come in and make a difference. I have a hope that Suarez is going to act like these other messy friends who have come in and not only brought themselves, but actually have taught. Um, if you talk to any of the players, uh, they'll all tell you that when Alba, the Skets, and Messi came, they've spent more time teaching than they have playing. I'm hoping Suarez is the same. I think if Suarez comes in, does start helping Pampan out, does start helping Robbie out, we're going to see real impressive you know, results. I'm not expecting Suarez to play every game. You know, We're expecting next year between 60 and 70 games. I think we're kind of just jumping in. I think we're uh, we're expecting the Champions Cup to be you know, our priority, League's Cup to be priorities, MLS probably to be secondary. Like these guys are going to be resting some games. If Suarez can be teaching, yeah. if he can get Campana to be even half of as effective as we were hoping, I think it's going to make a real difference. So I am excited for Suarez. I do get nervous when he tell he starts putting out articles or comments that says he takes a shot in the knee and refills before every game. Like at some point, you do break down. If he can get us through get us through CCC, though, which is really just the first half of the season, I'm going to be pretty excited. I do agree with you. He has the capability to be a top-five striker. Like I, He can score goals, and I think see us kind of like – I kind of want to play Nashville again because Hanny's going to be looking at Suarez more than he's going to be looking at Messi, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think we're going to be a fun team. He's going to make us a fun team. We weren't there mm-hmm. at the end of last season, but Suarez coming in, like, he's going to be worth the price of admission. Really. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, the Athletic put out a really great article where they interviewed like a lot of the coaches and the players who played with in Brazil. And they kind of talked about how his mentality has changed from when he was at Liverpool or Barcelona, where he was just as pure, like outpace you, outduel you striker to being more about positioning and being in the right spot to expect the right pass to just one touch it right into the net. And I think if we've seen anything from Campana, it's that he struggles with his positioning and he struggles with that one touch into the net action. I, I think Campana does a great job muscling people out of his way. He's got the big frame. He's pretty good in the air. But I think um, I think Suarez can teach him that. And I'm, I'm really excited to see his impact on this team, uh, see what he can bring. Um, and I can't wait to see that first goal go in the back of the net. I'm going to lose my mind. In the North Stand. <laughs> what, what's gonna be really another exciting thing is going to be, you know, when you look at, when you watch the big three, Marti, uh, Messi, Busquets, and Alba play, it's all, they know where they're going to, each other going to be. And you saw a lot of times, yeah. Messi, or Busquets putting balls, the majority of our players couldn't find. Kermashi seemed to be the one of the few guys, especially yeah. as young as that was on the same page. Suarez is immediately on that page. And I think oh, that, yeah. that is going to be, a game changer. I know it's an overused term, but you know, all of a sudden, Messi's just placing balls, and and he's sitting there. 
And, you know, a great example yeah. of that, and probably the best of worst, is Campana missing the Nashville goal at the end of the game. You know, Biscuits <laughs> puts that ball up perfectly, gets a Campana. Campana didn't have the right first touch to make that a goal. Right. Suarez would have made that a first touch. Like, that's, that is the difference. Um, so I think that's going to be really good. And, and on the training pitch, I'm hoping these guys are going to be screaming. You know, uh, Suarez will be screaming at Campana and screaming at Robbie to, to do it. Now, if I remember correctly, Robbie's Spanish wasn't that good. So he's definitely going to have to start brushing up on Spanish to learn from him. Uh, but I, I am excited. Hopefully. I think it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think one thing we, we haven't touched on, I don't think we're going to this episode, maybe next next week. Um, I think one thing the fan base probably needs to start readying themselves for is that we are a tournament team. I, I don't think this team is set up for for a you know supporter shield run. I think this team is set up for CCC. I think it's set up for League's Cup, and I think it's set up for if we sneak into the playoffs to make a deep run. And I'm okay with that. Um, I think this team's going to lift trophies, and I think. Uh, worrying about the age and and the mileage some of these guys have on them is is it's a valid concern, but I don't know that a a, a tournament team really cares um, because the expectation is they'll be there for the big games. I I 100% agree with that, and I also think and kind of touching on it is that the season ticket holders are not ready for this, and you know I'm not thinking about this <laughs> as a, yeah you're not right because every. We paid kind of this is what and kind of talking about why you're going to listen to this show. Like one distance, we're going to talk about as a season ticket holder. I, I really think that when a season ticket holder spends a lot of money and, and for our existing season ticket holders, it was two times what they paid the year before for our brand new ones. It would have been four times what was paid the year before, yeah. four to five times for them to start realizing that there's a good chance, especially towards the middle and end of the season, you're not going to see these big people playing. What you're going to be getting is emails saying, Hey, to see that person play, you need to buy League's Cup tickets. You need to buy Champions Cup tickets. You need to buy yeah. USOC tickets. In front <laughs> I of the can't wait. Finals. Like, so <laughs> here are people who spent at a minimum probably close to $1,000 and possibly many thousands of dollars for games. And then they're going to be asked to basically spend another two times that, like that time again, to buy all these, these tournament tickets. And I think that was for anyone who was here last season, that was a big surprise. I think it's yeah. going to be a bigger surprise because some of the, no, I was talking, I met some people at a, a, a restaurant and I had an inner Miami thing on and always, Oh, you're a fan. We just became fans. We just, Oh, great. Where are you sitting? Oh, cool. How much did you pay for your tickets? 4,000 for the season. And then you go, well, you know, you're not going to see Messi more than like half that time. <laughs> what do you mean? He doesn't play every game. Oh, <laughs> and I think we're going to see a lot yeah. of that. And I think throughout the season, we'll get more into this. And I know you and I both want to do almost an entire episode on the season ticket holder experience. I really want to do that when we have live participations. I really think yeah. there's people involved. Uh, I know IMCF Travelers is a huge, has a lot to say <laughs> in that topic, so maybe we can get him on that show. Yeah. Uh, but or, or Chris There's a lot of Paris, people we could get in. I, I think it'd be, a, it'd be a fun round table. Maybe we'd do a, like a round table kind of conversation. But yeah, that'd be like cool. That much far down the path, but to your yeah. point, everything we're saying kind of goes back to that we're a cup team. We're going to go after CCC. Yeah. For those who don't know, you know, we, we got into the CONCACAF Champions Cup. We got a buy in the first round. What's so important about the, the winner of that tournament gets a spot in Club World Cup. Next year, Club World Cup is played in the United States. So we're going to have a chance, whoever wins that ter- the CCC tournament is going to have a chance to be playing. It, it's it, When I just say like, if you look at the 2025 expanded Club World Cup, there's like six Premier League teams in it. There's three yeah. La Liga teams in it. Like your Barcelona and Real Madrid will be here. I think it's Chelsea, I think it's possible. Man City, Man U. Yeah. Man it's U. I don't think Man U's in it. Not the Man U because it was, it was like it went like six years back. It was I weird. think. Yeah. Oh well, maybe if no, I. I don't think I know. I think Liverpool just made it with the six year look back. So if we get to see Liverpool play Inter Miami, I'm I take my money. I don't care how much I have to pay or where I have to go. Take it. <laughs> it's it's insane. So let's see here yeah. I have the list right. So it's uh let's see. UEFA is Chelsea, Real Madrid, Man City, Bayern Munich, PSG, Inter Milan, Porto, Benefica. So no 
no Liverpool, no mm. uh, Manuel. I was wrong. But still oh, forget it. I'm out. Too. Uh, you're really going to have some great teams playing on the U.S. soil. Well, that and now, and you have to assume that's that's probably the closing of the messy window too. So we're going for it. We're going to go for that tournament. Oh, big. And uh, there, it's, what's yep. interesting, by the way, so it's there's two chances we can get into it. We can get it to winning CCC, and then Concaf has this host nation has one slot. They get to choose who gets it. <laughs> so oh. fingers crossed. You know, messy. Uh, but anyway, so so we are going to go full for that. We're going to be yeah. the defending League Cups champions. We're going to go full in on that, especially if we lose CCC and we think, hey, if we win League Cup, maybe Concaf will throw us a bone. So I, I do think we will see a lot of resting. Even Suarez played 54 games well, last year. He will and rest. don't forget Copa in the middle of the season, which MLS is not pausing for. Yep. So that's a month without Messi right there. So anyway, and probably Suarez <laughs> and. But uh, I Suarez was fired from international, didn't he? Or was I? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? He maybe he wants to play in Copa so he could go against Messi, and help my boy Darwin find the back of the net. <laughs> but you know. Uh, it's just, it's exciting to see players of, of this caliber get added to the team. But, uh, you know, I know Mike wanted to touch on some of the rumors that are swirling and, and what we might see coming up. So take us away, my yeah. man. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm just going to stick for the most part with kind of what's going out. I think if there's any, any person who has an open contract is, is but well, first of all, we'll start with, with our boy, Chris Henderson. So, uh, Kind of assuming everyone knows, but not. He is our chief soccer officer. His contract, is, I don't think they've even acknowledged his, his contract was up end of last year. There was never an acknowledgement of an extension, uh, but he's still here. So we, we're assuming he was extended yeah. at some point. And frankly, this the, the Kamal Miller trade reeks of a Chris Henderson move. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think he's heavily involved. Um, I think that was a big deal. Uh, obviously, the time is a little bit past because he's still here. But I just think we have to kind of take a moment and hope like, First, again, kind of two questions I think we all have. What was the contract extension? Last year, he only got a one-year extension. Two, what's his role in the organization now? Yeah. We know that Messi, Hat, and Tots have a much higher say on the on the, the team's makeup than kind of Phil did. We know Messi's bringing his friends. You know, my inclination would not be that ownership would have just gone after Suarez if Messi wasn't here. They, they Obviously, Messi helped that along. We see guys like Alba going from $30 million in the 2022 season to I think 250 I heard a rumor for Alba yeah. last season. So these guys taking massive pay cuts to come. That's not really the seat where Chris Henderson is going to be making happen. So I think it is an open question what his role is on this team going forward. Uh, so clearly, again, the Kamal Miller trade tells me he is actively, much more actively involved than I realized he was. So. Yeah, and I think um, what we'll start seeing is his role is really to put the most competitive team around these guys and to put players and find those gems like he did before, like the Robbie Taylors and the, you know, Chris McVeigh's and those type of guys that can come in and contribute when these guys aren't with us. Cause you know, we all know as people watching MLS, like not breaking for Copa where it's going to hurt us, especially if some of these younger guys start balling out and maybe get call ups to, to their national teams that that could hurt. So I think his job is really just to build that out, to collect the Garber bucks and then distribute those how he sees fit. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so glad that he is here still. Yeah, I, I'm really, really glad. glad you know, again, we talked about a guy that the fans loved. If you ever had a chance to introduce yourself to him, he was a nice guy. He really, you know, we go back all the way to after our first season, we got sanctions. He really stepped in and made such a fundamental difference mm-hmm. that that I didn't want to lose him. I also think, and I think it's worth being said, I think without him, I'd be much more scared of sanctions again. You know, I do believe that he knows the rules probably better than everyone, including Garber, and that he's going yeah. to us out. He's going to find every little way to make sure that we, we maximize value. I'm not concerned about us going into sanctions again. I do think he's the kind of guy, and I might kind of give him so much faith, but I think he's the kind of guy that if we were like going to do something wrong, he quit before he let it happen. 
and, and yeah, there. he's so definitely a I'm big integrity super, guy. Yeah. So I'm super excited that he's sticking around. I just really wish we had a press release that told me for how long. Uh, I'm going to guess it was another one-year contract. It's kind of makes sure both sides were happy with the new arrangement, but mm. I would love to have I want him to have that lifetime contract uh, because I think he'll just keep on keeping us safe and, and making deals that, that matter. Yeah, and, you know, I think at this point, like, he, he gets messy and friends, and then he also gets to build a team without the sanctions. Like, like that's like selling four players right there and, and just getting that gam back. And so, you know, we've had to sacrifice some fan favorites just to make it through sanctions, and now not having that is great. Um, and so, yeah, I look forward to seeing what, what he's going to do and – uh, I'm hoping it's more than a one-year extension because I can't do this again next year watching the Super Draft just to see if he's there pulling the card. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, I think a lot of people weren't expecting to see the CSOs in the Super Draft, but they did. Instead of doing like the, the NFL style this year, they did the like you actually the home base. Um, but was I don't know how yeah. people watch most places, most people's like most teams' home bases were boardrooms. Through that, Inter Miami was sitting on top of the Northwest Club. You know, sitting in the yeah. nice sunny Florida weather, uh, but it was great to see Chris there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a, a huge, a huge pickup. Now, kind of going back to what do we think we're losing? So let's start out with the number one guy that's on number one on my list of guys I'm taking to lose, which is I think Gregory's gone. I think there's a lot yeah. of smoke on this. I think there's a lot of fire to the concept that Gregory's out the door. He's being shopped, I believe, in Brazil. I've heard there's some tentative deals made. Uh, Again, if you had asked me three months ago, I'm like, oh, Gregory's are solid CDM. It's kind of weird to have two CDMs with the skets, but no, it, we could have made it work. But again, we need money, and Gregory's worth some money. Well, that, and I think we saw the progression of David Ruiz last year, um, and he proved that he can be a backup to Suarez if that's what, what's needed. And, you know, he can be, or not Suarez, I'm sorry, Busquets, and he can be on the field they can be on the field together at times. And so I think Gregory is a guy that came in and and did what we asked him to. Unfortunately, he was out for most of last season. So we didn't really get to see the impact he would have with, with a guy like Messi or, or Busquets or Alba. But uh, yeah, I, I don't anticipate him being on the opening day roster. I think he he'll be back in Brazil. And to be fair, Brazilian clubs have been after him. I I've, we've heard rumors since we signed him that, teams are trying to get him to go back. So, um, you know, hopefully we can, we can get quite a bit of money there and, and then use that to just build out the team and more, and hopefully find a center back now <laughs> that we need one. Yeah. I also think Dixon Arroyo plays well. So it's interesting kind of jumping into Arroyo. No one knows what's going on with Arroyo. I, I, you search the news. There's nothing to talk about it. He's still kind of with us, but not uh, trying to find information is, is really hard on him. I think Dixon Arroyo is going to get, end up getting re-signed. That is my speculation. Uh, I was saying it uh, earlier today uh, to his friends. I really think he's around for a while, at least in our year. I think especially if Gregory's gone, he's going to stick. I, my biggest suspicion is the reason we haven't heard anything is everyone's waiting on the Gregory deal. The club's waiting on the Gregory deal. When Gregory's gone, they'll re-sign Arroyo. If for some reason they can't sell Gregory, then Arroyo's going to be gone. But I think Arroyo's sitting there waiting in the wind. Uh, but as soon as Gregory's gone, I do think Arroyo will stick around, and he becomes another tried and true CDM, which I think he played more than well enough to earn a spot to stay. I think when when he left, or sorry, when Gregory left, he stepped in. I'm not going to say yep. he's necessarily going to be a starter. He was he kind of become more a sub towards the end of the year, but he was a relatively inexpensive sub if I remember correctly. I'm trying to find the numbers right now, but I, I think he's around for next season, assuming Gregory's out. Yeah, um, I, I kind of disagree with you on that because I don't think in a role that you're going to be expecting him to play, I I don't think you use an international spot on him. I, I don't think it's worth it uh, for a role player or a backup player um, because then you're taking his contract and essentially I think what's the going rate for international spots, 130K in GAM. So you're adding that onto it, which makes it basically you're spending starter money on a backup. And and I just don't think that makes a lot of sense. And I don't think that's a move Henderson would make. Um, yeah, but even though, unless he has a green card or they're working on that, but 
Remember, Arroyo came as a free transfer. You know, he's he's yeah, he's that extra hundred fifty k. Yeah, but he came when we didn't have Busquets. We just had Gregory, and Gregory went down. So yeah, it's 60, not 60 that games. was a desperation move. That wasn't like a we we wanted this guy all along. But so so getting in here, man, it hurts. We're on our first episode. We're disagreeing. Like this this is going to require some therapy afterwards. <laughs> this is um, natural for us. <laughs> Yeah, Gregory. I'm sorry, Busquets. Busquets, the second half of the year wasn't the same Busquets as the first half of the year, and I think the difference tends to be who's on the field alongside him. If there's guys that can play at his level, Busquets looks like the greatest player on the field, even when Messi's there. If Busquets does not have those players around him, he it, it kind of breaks down a little bit. And I think towards the end of games and towards games towards the end of season, when there's no Messi, Messi's on the international break, Suarez isn't playing. I do think a guy like Arroyo and a different lineup is going to work. And so I think that's where Tata is almost going to have to have two full lineups. Obviously, they'll be mixed They'll be mixed between the players, but you're going to have lineups where you're not as dependent on Busquets. A guy like Arroyo can make a difference. So I do think he's around. Well, um, and I, I get your point. It's a so, fair point. Like, I don't want to, 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 to take off that My point, point is not that Arroyo guy. can't make a... Right. My point is not that Arroyo can't make an impact, but my point is with an offseason of preparation, Chris Henderson can go out and get an Arroyo and pay less for him and probably not take up an international roster spot. It's just my thought. Like, I have nothing a- against Arroyo. I think he did phenomenal with what what we expected. Um, I didn't expect much from him. I didn't know anything about him when he got here. And I'd love to have him back, but I just don't know that it's worth the price. I, I think, listen, everything you're saying is fair, and it is sticking with me that he's very expensive at that role. But you also, as we've seen a lot in, in not just MLS, but any professional soccer league, there's a lot of guys who look great on one team that don't look good on the next. Anthony kind of is the yeah. first, like considered, considered <laughs> the greatest transfer flop ever. A guy like Arroyo, who you know, who's still relatively inexpensive, Versus going out and trying to get a new new CDM, it, it's I think it's a risk. Oh. Um, but I think you make some really valid points that, yeah, given time, it's, it might be a risk. I mean, to take. listen, Will Trap is still a free agent. <laughs> that he could come in and do a, do the same role, cost less, and not take up an international spot. Maybe he's not as athletic, but he could do the same thing. Yeah, <clears throat> athletic is what we want now. I mean, that's how our job. It's uh, it's. Well, we only want it if you're not one of Messi's friends. <laughs> so, I was just say, there's a, there's a there's an adage basically. Amer- if you think about American football, the the uh, Los Angeles Raiders, not the Las Vegas Raiders, only used to draft based on your forty times. If you had the fastest oh, forty God, times yeah. in the draft, you're guaranteed to go to the Raiders no matter what. <laughs> I think Tata is a little bit like that when it comes to defenders. I think he's looking yeah. at your 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 pace more than anything else. And Arroyo was a pacey guy. Will Trap ain't quite as pacey as Arroyo. No, but it is what it is. <laughs> so I'll throw out a few other names. I think are are definitely at risk. Um, I think you're gonna you're gonna be pained when I say these names. I think Capana is hugely at risk of getting moved. Uh, I don't think he's lived up to our expectations. For a variety, there was a lot of talk last year how important he was to our roster building because of U twenty two DP slot. Though that's actually not how we used him before. Uh, but I I think. There's a lot of MLS teams who would like him to bring him out and try him out with their team. So I, I think my number one guy, another number, top guy is Campana. I'll throw out two other names there and give you a whole bunch of names to, to come back at me at. Uh, Yedlin is a very expensive right back, uh, especially we're being very tied to Gressel. Uh, we can get in that way more time now or maybe next episode, but I think Yedlin's number two. And then Calendar is being, there's a lot of talk is being chopped around. Yeah. Because we're being linked to international keepers, and I don't know if you saw what LAFC just did. They just dropped, uh, really, the keeper that got on to last year's finals and was integral into the game this year's finals, and they're dropping him and making him backup um, for a new keeper, uh, so a new international keeper. So I think those are my top three of like, these guys are probably. I don't think we see all. I, I guarantee we won't see all three starting for this team next year. I don't know how many will be there. Yeah, I think um I think Campana would be 
<clears throat> if the right deal comes along. Um, I don't know that he's like a guy that we're like out there like, oh, yeah, we want to get rid of him. But I think Yedlin and Callender, I can see both of them moving on. Um, I think Callender probably brings us a lot of value as a goalkeeper. Um, and if Henderson can can play with that and get the right dollar value and then replace him with a bigger name, uh, you know, we've been linked with, I don't know, De Gea and, and guys like that, which I don't. I don't see how a guy like that wants to take a pay cut to come play here. But um, if he did, love Calendar, but that's an upgrade. Uh, so that that could be a good move. Yedlin, I, I, I love Yedlin. I am wearing a Yedlin heartbeat kit right now. But um, at the end of the day, I, Gressel is a, is a better right back. Um, he's more complete, more well-rounded, and had some of the best. He became a household name in MLS under Tata in Atlanta. And so I, I would rather have Gressel on the right side than Yedlin. But, you know, uh, we'll see what the rest of the offseason has um, and, and what unfolds. But, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Those would be my three yeah, names. I, I, I think, you know, just kind of double down on my side, but agree, also agree with you, which is, there's a we're seeing LAFC kind of now do the same thing we're doing, which is they're trading their known talent for super high end talent, and and you saw them do it with Hugo Laris, um on the goalkeeper, and and we're to hey we're doing the same thing for right we're, we're considering it at least. Um, yeah, if that is true, I don't know. Man, we don't know if it's true or not. That's fair, but you know clearly, I think there's smoke to some of these fires. Um, yeah, and so I I do think we're, we're considering doing it. You know, you said earlier we're a tournament team. I think the other piece of it is we're a win right now team. We're expecting, yeah. like, every fan of this team should be expecting a minimum of one to two trophies next year. That's that's what the team is being built for. It's has we got to 24 be. and 25 to win, and then 26 and 27 is probably going to be painful because we're going to have mm-hmm. to reload. And and so I do really think these these guys that we have on the team that aren't start necessarily starters or who are starters but are worth a lot of money in MLS because we got to play in the salary caps, are going to get traded away. And I think it's really, you know, some, something I want to kind of call out is we're much more concerned, I think, selling inside MLS than selling outside MLS because we want yeah. and Tam to afford Messi and friends. Well, and don't forget, I mean, like you said, we can convert up to $750,000 of a transfer fee into GAM. So, you know, that that opens the door of selling a guy like Calendar overseas and converting some of that to GAM if there's offers. But, you know, time will tell and we'll see, right? Like, it's it's still early-ish in the offseason, so we don't have a complete roster and we don't have a complete list of outgoing. So, we but shall one see. One more thing on that, which is, I think you have a good point. We make money selling overseas, but you're topped at 750 and, you know, we sold, sold Lewis Morgan two years ago for $1.2 million. So... If we sold, yeah. you know, a calendar internally, we're possibly going to make more money. So that's why I think we'll see. Unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of our ex players playing against us, and that's fine. I mean, you know, most of the league at this point has been on Inter Miami at some point. I feel <laughs> like I feel like every team has at least one of them, and they got better when they left us. So we'll see. see Hopefully, we have sell on clauses when we sell them on. <laughs> Did you see John McCarthy's moving teams again? So he was on LAFC. Now yeah, is he at the refs? No, he's going to LA Galaxy. Oh, that's right, Galaxy. I knew it was one of the old old teams. <laughs> McCarthy's been on. Man, he's been on. He was on us, Philadelphia, both LA teams. Now I think he's got one or two teams as well. Like he is. There's a there's a great podcast like this called Major League Journeyman that uh, Dex McCarthy has, and like they're gonna have to get John McCarthy on there because I think John McCarthy's become like the journeyman of MLS at this point. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they're, yeah, I mean, I guess he's probably the journeyman goalkeeper, but, uh, you know, it killed me to see him win a ring before us, but it's what it is. <laughs> oh, I was happy for the guy. He was, he was a good guy. Yeah, he was the hero was of the game. He deserved it. Yeah, he was a good guy. Like, I was happy. I, think, I wanted I think... the hat that he wore that one game. I want him to sign one of those hats for me. But. He's played on. The, okay, I'm looking at something now. He's played for the Ocean City Nor'easters, <laughs> Reading United, Rochester Rhinos, Philadelphia Union, Bethlehem Steel, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Inter Miami LAFC, and now LA Galaxy. He's hmm. been all over. He's been around. 
been around. I think that's on steel. Many years ago. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. I'm going way off. I'm way off course now. Now, you know, moving into to the last subject of today's show, probably the most exciting um, outside of the the trades that happened this week, but um, Jersey leaks. We got a lot of them, and we got a lot of different feelings about them. So let me. I love it. I'm throwing this out there before you put it up there. I love this jersey, and I'm excited. No, to have you a place don't to say it. No, I do. I love it. Not. Wait, hold on. Let's see which one you show first. Okay, this one. The footy this headlines color I was one. Not a fan of. No. I'm not so, a fan of this shade. And I'm going to throw it out there. Well, yeah. So we, we no, you know, no comment there. But, um, you know, I I'll just say it. Like I hate the center badge. The badge of your kit should be as close to should be over your heart. And I know some people have already thrown at me the anatomically correct human body has the heart in the middle, but it's slightly off center to the left. And that's where the badge should be. Not in the center, like not over your esophagus, like it should be over here. And so I don't like the stacked logo. Um, you know, I I, I don't. I, I don't like this pink. <laughs> Yeah, this was we've seen what we think is the so this was the original image. Yeah. So then this pink is yeah. better. This pink's a lot better. We think so. We so think to me, is, this, this is, is the replica. replica. Yeah. Yeah, we think this is. The I replica. think this is the replica, and we got this off of eBay. Yeah. So someone is selling. <laughs> so so it's very funny. Uh, if yeah. you look in the background, there's more jerseys. There's uh, the black. I'm go- there's both the pink here. and black back there. I think there's two <laughs> things. One is. Either, either really good knockoffs, and he's got a lot of knockoffs, or this fell off the back of a truck. Maybe in Hialeah, if I had to guess. Uh, though I do Ooh, appreciate that's on fake name checking. Yeah. So, but uh, no, I, I I felt like somebody stole these from the Inter Miami CF like facility and went to the practice that uh, turf field <laughs> <laughs> where they have the football goalpost set up and like took the pictures. <laughs> that's what I pictured when I saw this. So I've seen the eBay listing. They do not have one in my size. I am going to be honest. If they had one in my size, I was going to get it just so I could yeah. show up on the first show rocking the new jersey. But that would have been cool. This, I completely disagree with you on the, the vertical logo. So I I have all the appreciation in the world for the jerseys that we've had to date. But the jerseys have been very well called classical. I think they're kind of reserved. They look you know the heartbeat is a gorgeous kit. But it, it was never, we've never had what I'd call like a modern, futuristic, exciting jersey. I think this is our first one. I think that was the Noche, man. But look, the problem is it's on the black, it, it's very reserved. And I'm, I'm wearing the Noche, like I'm, I'm, big, I'm a fan, but it's still, I mean, it's, it, there's no pop of color. There's nothing like exciting. I think going vertical is going to look great. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this. Uh, do you have the next picture that we think is now? The I do. Like, this looks great. This looks amazing. I'm excited it, for it. I will say this. It, it looks better logo. in this pink and with that that um, pattern in the background. Because I, I don't know, but it kind of looks like a heartbeat pattern again in the background a little bit, which I'm cool with. Um, so, but, so I know, I know, all of, I you know, know a lot of our fans. I, I hate the center badge. So, sorry, man. I was interrupting you. But I know a lot of our fans are listening. Like We'll start throwing some of these up on Twitter and Instagram over the next few days. Uh, but again, we're, we got another yeah. one that came out today that looks like we think is the authentic. Um, it, it was pushed around quite a bit. It kind of hits all the marks of what we're expecting. I don't know if anyone's noticed it, by the way. If you go back an image to show the, the neck, there's an interesting neckline on these kits that actually makes me think it's real. So this the kit, kind of the front of the neck has a very thin, but on the back of the neck has a much thicker band. And I happen to yeah. have pretty good feeling that the guy who makes our jerseys is a big fan of collared kits and it's interesting because it's like a modern interpretation of a collar which again makes me start thinking like these are real kits like we're looking at the real thing and if you look the, the picture of the authentic yeah. have doesn't show it but i've seen there's another picture floating around that shows the neck a little better yeah also really has that emphasized kind of bow collar which makes you think this is real it's like it was one of those little kind of things i noticed i'm like that looks like what i would expect to hit people to do and again 
I love it. On this kit, though, the the you know, we kind of just rushed over. Everyone believes. I don't think there's been an official announcement. I think everyone believes Royal Caribbean is our New Jersey sponsor, which I'm super okay with. Out with yeah. XPTO. I never actually knew what they did. In with Royal Caribbean. Uh, I know we have we have we have a friend. We have some friends that are anti cruising. I am hugely for cruising. Royal Caribbean, not my brand. I'm a more of a Mickey Mouse supporter. Uh, but. Listen, that's gonna be a, I, I prefer it to be a local company like Royal Caribbean. That's yeah. a Miami company. Like I'm cool with it. It's just like, a big then, logo. Like if you're looking at this image, it well, is like, it's the it's the biggest logo I've ever seen on a kit. Well, and and we had a friend fix this um, and 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 change this to what it should be. So shout out Joe Kerr on Twitter. If you're not following him, you should. He's got some good stuff. He fixed it, and that is how I the kit should look. No. He did. Okay, I don't agree. He did. By the way, I just have to call out Joker's image got shared a lot today without Joker's recognition. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we will definitely show this out later with like his name and title tag. And his watermark. He has, to, he has to watermark everything. Um, yeah. I don't like this. This to me is just another kit. Yeah, the wavy heartbeatish pattern <sighs> embossed on it's fine, but this is just another kit. I liked where we're going with the vertical, so I am actually a big fan of the vertical. Yes. Bad. Uh, Good. I will have say one concern. So I know you're a Liverpool fan. Sorry. <sighs> I'm a proud Chelsea fan. I don't know if you remember the Chelsea kits with the giant three on the front. So the first season of three yep. fully, the whole thing was vinyl. And it was super uncomfortable when you were wearing it. Like the vinyl stuck through the jersey. They later, the next season, they went to like just the outline of the three, which was a lot more comfortable. I am a little concerned this this um, Royal Caribbean logo is going to be that same, very sticky. Like on a hot, humid day, it's going to stick through uh, the jersey a little maybe. bit. Maybe. So, just, just I would say Inter-Miami is probably a bigger club than Chelsea, so I don't think I'd worry about that. <laughs> yeah, we are massive. I mean, messy, messy. You can't spell massive without messy, I guess. Um <laughs> But I, I am concerned about just the size of that logo, just based on the issues that the, the Chelsea three had. But yeah, yeah we'll see. I, I don't, I don't I mean like that's this. a valid this concern. Whole this this Joker version, I appreciate that he made the changes. I know everyone really wants to see the 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 logo over your not a heart area, but I like the vertical. I'm, I'm first in line uh-huh. to buy it. I've already I'm counting down days until I can run get to the shop and get one uh, get two. I want to get one for myself, and I want to get a Suarez jersey because I need to add to my collection of, of mm. Inner Miami superheroes. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think you also committed to buying me a personalized one. <laughs> did I do that? I, that sounds like me. I, I feel like you did. Eve, so, you know, I might wear it then. But <laughs> I'll buy it just because I have to. I have to own all the kits, but it. it I don't know. We'll see. I, at least I like the pattern on this one, and maybe the center logo will grow on me. But initial thoughts is I don't like it. So we have to. We can't leave jerseys without mentioning the third. No, this so, is the one I'm so, most excited about. Super excited for this one. So if you haven't heard, there's no images yet for the record. So if anyone shows you an image on the internet as of what's today's date, January second, nine twenty at night, they're a as liar. Far as I know, there's not been a single <laughs> image of this kit. What we know is it's footy, footy, what is it called? Footy headlines, footy leaks or something. Oh yeah. They, they came out and definitively said it is a Miami Dolphins retro throwback kit of some kind. I've heard it from other people that I know that have seen this kit. They won't tell me anything about it, but they've confirmed that comment. Uh, I know the club is very proud of this third kit that, They've put a lot of effort. This kit was not just started when Messi got here. It's a kit they've been working on for no. a very long time. Messi gave us the numbers to get the third kit, but it's not like a Messi-inspired kit. So I am super excited for this one. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I own six heartbeat kits. I think I might end up with more of this of this Dolphins kit. And I'm not even a Dolphins fan, but I'm just that excited for this kit. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait till the first leaks hit. I mean, how can you not be excited? Like, I feel like the third kits is where Adidas like lets you kind of play more and do do some cool things. Um, you know, like we saw Atlanta's third kit. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but 
Um, I know a lot of people who are connected with Atlanta loved it and thought it represented the city. And I, I hope that's what they do with ours. And um, I hope it's awesome. And I hope it comes out soon so I can go and buy it. And I don't have to wear the pink monstrosity. <laughs> I, I, I agreed with 80% of that. I'm going to rock my pink monstrosity, you know, as much as I can. I, I know you I'm will. excited for is going to Dolphins games and seeing messy kits that actually are in Dolphins colors. Because they're already seeing it. Like, and, you see the messy kits everywhere you go now. But to go yeah. to like, a Dolphins game and go to you know our Marlins game and to see that kind of combination of colors, I just oh. think that's going to bring the whole city together. Uh, I, I love the idea of it. I hate the cool thought that Messi's going to bring the whole city together. <laughs> I hate it. I just, I, I do. I'm not wrong. <sighs> Everybody was together except everywhere. for, yeah, you're right. Do you know what I, I bought, can't argue that. I my first inner Miami messy kit? My first one? Barcelona. I think I was there when you bought it. Oh, no, yeah, no. My first one. I, I thought Barcelona, the Leaks like Cup the, one. Yeah. The day he got announced, I was in Barcelona and got a kit. So, I mean, oh. Messi's, Messi's, Inter Miami, Messi's everywhere. So, I just, I just, yeah. Having this kit is going to be great. My only concern, real quick, is that La Noche was last year's kit and we never actually wore it. I think we wore it three games. Um, Messi's been in it like twice. I am yeah. concerned that next year we are going to have these two amazing kits and we're only going to wear La Noche I, just to sell, like, I don't... To sell kits at once but i really I don't think so players in these new kits. yeah i i would think that uh we probably don't see that i think we see a good good mix of the kits especially because we're playing in so many different competitions and there's going to be so many teams that have similar color schemes a lot of teams use black um so i i think we'll I think we'll be safe to see other jerseys this year. Um, and if they put all this effort into a third kit to not wear it, like I, I just don't see that happening. I'm hoping I do think that we only like see it in a handful stuff. of games. Yeah, I, I could see that being like a tournament kit, like a league's cup. Yeah. will be the, the third kit. Or it might they might save it for like marquee matchups or something. Like if it really screams Miami, like when we play Galaxy or. Somebody like Speaking that in a big venue. One of our next show, like our next show, like today, we did not get into the the, the uh, schedule at all. We haven't gotten into the preseason. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, Don Cavacito already is asking us to cover that topic, so uh, we'll yeah. cover that uh, in the next episode. Uh, but this week, especially with the, the a just introduce ourselves. B, I think the two top topics in the on the interwebs right now is the Jersey and Suarez and, and Miller. So. We're going to do our best for those listening and those watching to kind of stay topical. Uh, our goal is that we're going to get these out at least weekly. Uh, we'll do our best to yeah. do something quicker if we have to, but we're excited yeah, to I stay mean, current, stay relevant. You know, during the tournaments and stuff like that, you might be hearing from us a couple times a week. And like Mike said at the beginning of the show, our goal is to eventually take this live. We want to get the kinks out in the recorded version once or twice. Um and and our hope is is once the season comes around, we're doing these live with you guys and getting your interactions. But um, you know, just thank you guys for making it this far into the ep- into episode one. Um, again, follow us on Twitter, um, on Instagram, on YouTube. We're at Inner Miami Show. If you're listening on audio, I uh, want to see the video versions. We're on YouTube. Get on there. Look at us. Look at our beautiful faces and. You know, hopefully um, we'll be going live with with our show soon and, and we can get some interaction and we can get you guys on and listening live with us. Yeah, and, and to kind of take that level, the next level, I have a dream that we do post-game shows in the green lot. That we're recording live on YouTube from the green lot post-game with some measure of sobriety and talking about win-lose, even if it's only a 15-minute show, just talk about what we thought, how it went. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. I don't think, you know, anyone else is really doing that yet, and I just think that's something I'd love to see. So that's on my, my wish list. Uh, hopefully we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening in. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this first show. Uh, once you listen to it, please share on all of our socials what you think, good, bad, ugly. Uh, and then let everyone know that a proper kit is a vertical kit, and you're going to love it, and we, didn't, we don't need to make any changes to it. Oh. Uh, well, on that disappointing note, thanks everybody, and we'll be back next week.